Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Daily Sports Talk Show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What up, Montana? Nuana is now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for being with us on a Wednesday. It's rapid fire all over the place. My brain is churning a million miles per hour. I had one of the most relaxing and fun Julys I have had, particularly in my adult life, but maybe ever. A lot of golf, a lot of lake time, a lot of hiking, a lot of time with friends, baseball games. Last week in a concert, now it's football season. And I can't wait for football to be back in the Garden City, around the Treasure State, and across the Big Sky Conference as well. And, of course, at the prep ranks, too. Nuana is now your one-stop shop for all things sports, particularly football when it's football season. You can find us online, 1029ESPN.com. There you can stream the show. You can also find our YouTube channel, N-U-A-N-E-Z. will get you there. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You want to get a hold of me? You want to give us a call? You want to be involved in the show? Send us a text message some commentary questions, or you want to win great prizes, 888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rankin Brothers RV phone line. You can also text that as well, and Tommy can forward those along to me. A lot to get to in the show today. If you're a loyal listener or watcher, you usually know that Wednesdays, Sean Rainey is our co-host here. He's on his way 
It's not just football season. It's football season. It's Grizz soccer season. They get underway next Tuesday, so they are off and running. Uh, happy to have Andrew Houghton on board here with us at ESPN Missoula as well as Skyline Sports because Andrew is a great uh, aficionado when it comes to soccer, too. He's good at football and basketball when, in terms of coverage and commentary, but he's really into soccer, and that'll be a big help for us because, you know, for situations like this, Andrew's a, a, a trained and veteran journalist, so he can go down to Grizz soccer practice, get the media availability, and I can be on the air. And so uh, it'll be a good partnership. But both Andrew and Sean coming back from that here shortly, and uh, Sean will join me on the show uh, about 4.20 on, and uh, take you all the way home here. On a Wednesday. Speaking of football, we're going to continue our coverage and follow-up coverage out of the Big Sky kickoff, the Big Sky Media Days event that took place in Spokane, Washington, the last Monday of July. Today, we're going to hear from Aaron Best. We also might hear from Eric Berrier as well. I was having a little trouble uh, loading the bit, but I'm going to go work on that while Aaron Best's conversation plays here in just a minute. But Aaron Best, he's the head coach at Eastern Washington. Eric Berrier, the quarterback. Berrier is... Uh, He's got a real shot to become the all-time leading passer in the history of the Big Sky Conference and the history of Eastern Washington, which those two things have been synonymous for quite some time. Multiple guys have thrown for more than 10,000 yards at Eastern Washington. Eric Berry entering his final season at EWU with more than 8,700 yards and 75 touchdowns. So even just a normal Eric Berry season would get him into some pretty lofty company. And if he goes off like a lot of people think he might, uh, he could be uh, a record setter this year for Eastern Washington. So maybe we'll hear from uh, Eastern Washington's preseason All-American quarterback as well. As soon as uh, Sean gets here, we're going to talk NBA free agency. It just started. It's already going off. There's all sorts of moves all across the NBA. So we'll catch you up on all of those and what we think of each one is uh, in terms of the fit. It's also Wednesday, so that means it's a wing it Wednesday. We have a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. No trivia today. We're just going to talk. We're going to have a nice little conversation about high school sports around the state of Montana. Easy. All you're going to have to do is listen and either call or text us. So remember that number about 445. We have a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. 888-1029. That's the number you're going to want to remember. 888-1029. It's amazing how many folks have called me up and said, nice man, hat. I've been trying. Oh, yeah, thanks. We're going to talk about the hat in a second. <laughs> it's amazing how many folks have called me up and said, man, I've been trying to call you guys for six months. 800-1029. That's the wrong number. 888-1029. It's 888 888-1029. 888-1029. That's great. It's great radio coaching, Tommy. Thank you very much. By the way, nice hat. I walked into this radio station today, yeah. and I found... Our reception staff, our traffic staff, business administration, coming in and out, in and out, in and out of the door, hauling these boxes off of a pallet. And I said, what could be on the pallet? Is it jugs of whiskey? <laughs> We're bootlegging here, Missoula Broadcasting Company. Is it now. a cash bonus for me? No, no, no. <laughs> it is 1,000 Twisted D cowboy hats. Oh, my. It a is. 1,000 of them. <laughs> it is 1,000 and probably 10,000 koozies <laughs> and shares and barbecues. I don't even know. We could have the best. We're, uh, well, we, uh, that's the thing. I was going to say we could have the best party ever. Well, we are having the best party. That's right. That's that's why they're here. Bingo. Twisted Tea, one of the presenting sponsors of our party next Friday. So a uh, couple schedule updates for you. I'm going to be in Bozeman tomorrow. So we'll be broadcasting to you live from the Montana State Campus, MSU, hosting their annual media day. The Grizz do things a little different. They don't necessarily have a media day. They just have media availability for their players throughout camp, whereas the Cats... Uh, they get a lot of the interviews knocked out, and then they have selected players that go each week. So just different procedures n- n- here nor there. Not, one's not better than the other. But 
I do need to go over there and, and get some interviews done. So we will be joined by a couple of Montana State players slash coaches tomorrow, just depending on who's around at 4 p.m. But I will be broadcasting from the Montana State campus. And then uh, nine days from now, a crazy moment in the history of Missoula, honestly, because Guns N' Roses is coming to town, and I, I would say that they're like no other band that's really come here. I'm not proclaiming that they are even close in the same stratosphere as the Rolling Stones or Paul McCartney. They're certainly not. Uh, Pearl Jam is the closest thing to Guns N' Roses in terms of just the the electric stadium-style rock bands that have played here. Um, but obviously, Pearl Jam has deep Montana and Missoula ties as well. So Pearl Jam... Uh, makes sense in Missoula. Guns N' Roses, sort of anomalous, but they will be at Washington Grizz Stadium this next Friday, and uh, we're having a party. We're having a party at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot. Myself, Tommy, many of the Missoula Broadcasting Company staff will be down there, some of your favorite DJs from across our stations, and uh, we'll be having all sorts of different deals, drawings, and you'll get a lot of swag. Bro, come on down. I'm giving away a pair of tickets to Guns N' Roses. So you can come down and win a pair of tickets to Guns N' Roses. You can go with us to the show. You're going to this, right? Oh, I'm going to be in the front row with my Twisted Tea cowboy hat. <laughs> you will not be able to miss me, Coulter. So, absolutely I'm going, man. So here's here's a uh, here's a pull behind the curtains here at ESPN Radio. Ryan Tutel, my former co-host, one of my great friends, a great friend of this show to this day. Uh, he's been on this winding and never-ending cross-country road trip. I'm not going to spill the beans on all those details because you can go check out his YouTube channel or uh, we'll just get him to fill us in here on the show as well. But I've been trying to bribe him to come back just because I want to sit with him at Grizz Games. It's been our thing. You know, we sit next to each other and and uh, have a lot of good banter and commentary and all that stuff. And so I just want him back in Missoula. So my latest bribe for him, Tommy, though, I have a friend that's trying to unload pit tickets. By the way, if you are somebody that wants pit tickets, we can negotiate. 888-1029, text it, and Tommy will forward it along. That's right. Because I have a, a friend, good friend. Actually, I'll just say who it is because he's a good friend of the show, too. Ty Gregorak, a uh, longtime friend of the show, longtime assistant football coach here in Montana. Great guy, is Ty. He is great. He's looking to get rid of some pit tickets, though. So if you are interested, text us, and we can set up a little, uh, you know, negotiation or whatever it might be. Anyways, I told Gus yesterday, Tommy, I yeah. said, I said, if you come back here and you're here for at least four of the Grizz home games, I got pit tickets to Guns N' Roses <laughs> for you. My, my latest bribe, he said, bro, there's nothing in the world I want less than pit tickets to Guns N' Roses. And I was like, what? Why? You're like the biggest moshing caveman ever. Oh, yeah. And he's like, no, it's just not my not my shtick. But regardless, I'm glad you're into it because I'm definitely into it. Dude, it's a living piece of the actual 1980s. For sure. Coming to Missoula. How cool is this? I mean, I love this kind of stuff, man. It's like, all right, how much do you love Guns N' Roses? I don't know. As much as I think about, like, take me down to the Paradise City, which is maybe once a year because it's in a TV commercial, sure. I don't really, like, care about the band. I don't really, you know, have, like, a relationship with the music. But uh, you got to get out there and see them because someday these guys are going to kick it. Well, yeah, right. Sooner you know? or later, too. Yeah. I, I, I'm interested to see just uh, how hard they can still rock. I imagine it's pretty hard because I don't think they would be playing... Uh, 27,000 seat venue unless they could. So regardless, we will be down at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot next Friday. And uh, we'll be down there. I think people from Missoula Broadcasting will be down there all afternoon. But yeah. then we'll have this show uh, rolling by 4 o'clock. And we'll also have some giveaways on Jack FM 105.9, one of our other sister stations as well. So Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the formal Jack FM pre-show party all day down there. So that'll be nuts. It'll be nuts. And we have two tickets, two Guns N' Roses for you. So... 
keep it tuned to the Missoula Broadcasting Airwaves, either 1029 ESPN Missoula, 1033 The Trail, 1045 The U, or Jack FM 105.9. Sean Rainey's on his way from Grizz soccer practice, but in the meantime, let's talk some Big Sky football. I am in the minority of what uh, the, the opinion surrounding Eastern Washington football I had a up-close-and-personal view of Eastern. First, uh, when my newspaper career took me to Washington, because Bo Baldwin was the head coach at Central Washington the year before I moved to Ellensburg, Washington. So then people were very interested in Bo Baldwin when he then took the job at Eastern Washington. And then he built Eastern uh, from a good program to the premier program in the Big Sky Conference. And that culminated in a fifth semifinals appearance uh, in seven seasons in 2016. And... uh, the senior seasons of future NFL draft picks like Samson Ebucom, Cooper Cup, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Shaq Hill, the Eagles were stacked. The, if you recall, around the state of Montana, the only real time since I started my sports writing career in the mid-2000s that both Montana schools were left out of the playoffs was that 2016 season. And uh, then the following year, um, both schools out of the playoffs again. So I spent a lot of time in Cheney because they had playoff games there in Eastern Washington. Just a three-hour drive. Okay, go cover some stuff. Knew I was covering Cup and Ebucom. And, I mean, what a thrill. What a cool experience for me. I still contend that that 2016 Eastern team uh, is perhaps the most talented I've ever covered. It's certainly the most talented non-Montana team I've ever covered. Uh, that's for sure. Non-Grizz team, that is. Uh, so they've had an outstanding tradition recently at Eastern Washington. Aaron Best has been a part of that. Aaron Best has been the offensive line coach at Eastern for 20-plus years. He, he he handed the reins of the offensive line assistant job now off to Jace Buderak, who was a outstanding all-Big Sky-level center for him uh, a couple years back. But Best then took over for Bo Baldwin. Year one, up and down, didn't make the playoffs. Year two, a run all the way to the national championship that also featured the debut of Eric Berrier. And the rest was kind of history with him. He took over for Gage Gubrud, and he's been their starter ever since. And he's been one of the most electrifying and uh, talented quarterbacks in the Big Sky Conference. But then uh, 2019 season, Eastern was up and down again, missed the playoffs. Spring of 2021, they lost to Idaho again. They did make the playoffs, but they lost in the first round of the playoffs. I'm not here trying to scream and yell that I think that the ship is sinking, but I do think that there's a lot of factors going against Eastern Washington. I think that a variety of factors in terms of in-state and regional recruiting are against Eastern. I think the the decelerated momentum, lack of momentum for their institution and the athletic department as a whole uh, goes in, against Eastern Washington as well. And uh, you just, I just, to me, when I look at Eastern, they still have good players. Barry is an outstanding player. He is sort of the last in a long line of guys that when you watch them warm up, you say, well, who the hell's that guy? That guy just pops. And it wasn't the whole team, but they would always have a Sam Zanebicom or a Cooper Cup, a JT Tallulli, a Aaron Boyce or a Brandon Kaufman or a Nick Edwards or a Taiwan Jones or a Quincy Forte. Just name all their great skill players. And when you look at them now, they're good. They're solid. They have multiple all-big sky caliber guys, but it's not like, wow, look at that guy. That guy is an NFL guy. That guy's a future NFL starter. Like when you would watch Kendrick Bourne warm up, he just looked totally different than everybody else. So that's all to say that I do think it's fair to say that the talent level isn't what it was four or five years ago at Eastern Washington. Has it slipped enough to keep Eastern outside of the playoffs? I'm not sure. Uh, I They were picked third uh, in the Big Sky Conference polls. I thought that was a little high. I had Eastern Washington fifth. 
But, I mean, they still have a lot of respect around the league. They did make the playoffs in, in the spring. Two playoffs missed out of the last 13 years. That's nothing to uh, signal that this thing is falling apart. But all that said, it just seems to me that there's a lot of factors going against Eastern Washington, and probably not the least of which is the fact that everybody else in the league, especially the, the main contenders, the main uh, schools that usually oppose Eastern Washington and knock them off, which I, I do believe they're, they are no longer the premier school in the Big Sky Conference. That belongs to Weaver State. But uh, I guess I'm stuck on Eastern Washington. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana Television just walked in. We'll get his thoughts in a minute. But first, a brief conversation with Aaron Best, Eastern Washington head football coach from the Big Sky kickoff last week in Spokane. What did you think you got out of the spring season and how valuable was it for your program? Well, culture, opportunity, number one, the opportunity to play, compete. Uh, our administration did a great job, and that goes all the way up to the president um, and our athletic administration to allow us the opportunity. Many conversations took place over the course of the country, but especially at home in Cheney. Um, talked to the players a lot to get uh, valued opinions from, from our captains, from our seniors. Um, I just think the opportunity to play, uh, even though it was kind of – a, a uh, short version of a season for being off, I mean, really, for close to 15 months. Uh, different vibe when you started camp in January. Uh, we started, you know, January 29th camp and February 27th, our first game. And uh, so it was different. But the foundation is you get to play, you get to compete, you get to practice, and then you get to keep score uh, once the season starts. So we, we all were, and I'm sure you've asked this of everybody, we're all the ones that played. We're all under the same kind of league rules as far as that goes. But everything was different, kind of county, school, state. Um, so there's some different things that uh, hurdles that we had that someone else didn't have and vice versa. Uh, but the opportunity to play was something these these student-athletes didn't want to turn down and wanted the opportunity of, and, and we, I thought, did the most uh, with what we had at the time to be able to do what we did. Uh, fell short, anything short of a national title uh, to, to, to us is, uh, is is not okay. And uh, But we gave ourselves a chance. Uh, we got a seventh game, and it just uh, ended the way uh, we didn't anticipate to end in Fargo. National championship expectations hard to hone within the, the mentality of a team. So how do you keep your guys sharp and, and make sure that that bar does stay high at Eastern Washington? Well, I, th- I think I think the best teams are, are really um, programmed by coaches, but but really maintained by the student-athletes. I mean, uh, they got to hold each other accountable. You can only, I mean, just like a parent, you, you can only say so much. Either they, they, they do it or they don't, or they learn from it or they don't. Uh, our guys are hungry, you know, and uh, it means more than just a game to a lot of them. Um, at the end of the day, your, your evaluation is based on your wins and losses and, and what we do when you talk about Saturdays. And so uh, we're not going to win just because we've won. We're, we're going to win because we work uh, hard. Uh, we work more efficient. Uh, we work together. There's a lot of variables, as you know, in a team game um, that, that allow you the opportunity to be victorious on Saturdays. And so um, I, I think I think 
championships or was always I will always say this are, are really won in the off season but substantiated during the season. Uh, you know, much like home and away games, you got to hold serve at home. Number one, you've got to you have to win on the road to call yourself a champion. There, 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 there's no there, there's no conversation other than that. So um, and it's on the line. This this league is as strong as it's been, top to bottom. Uh, we said this a couple years ago when like six of the thirteen teams got first place votes via the media and head coach. I mean, there's there's a reason for that because there's great student athletes, uh, there's great coaching, there's great development, and and uh, we wouldn't want any other way. I mean, you got to beat the best and be the best. We anticipate to do that week in week out, and and uh, you know Jay Hill Weber's done a great job for four straight years. They're, they're the reigning champion. So until someone knocks them off, they, they're they're kind of king of the conference. Last question for you: What do you think of just the layout of the league right now, and and uh, what's changed since the 2019 season, since the whole league was was competing together? Well, I think I think the the, the exit of Southern Utah's is uh, is going to be different. You know, down to 12 teams. Um, I, I would call it a balanced schedule, but it's as balanced as it can be given the 12 team aspect. It, it's never going to the shoe's not going to fit everybody. Um, you know, is it going to be a north south? Is it going to be east west? Are you going to play them all? The natural way to a champ, true championship, is to play everybody in the league, uh, or if you have two divisions, then the, the, you know, obviously you, you play that game off at the end of the year, and the calendar does get longer. I mean, the weeks still stay 52 weeks in a year. Um, it's uh, It'll be different. Uh, there's some protected games along the way. Not everybody got uh, the, the schedule they wanted, per se, but I think it's important when, when Tom Wissersell said that every player that is going to compete for four years is either going to play at home or at home and away to every team in the conference. I think that's important, that you're not going to miss somebody for three or four years. Um, and it's not just competitively against them. It's also the recruiting aspect to it as well. I mean, that gets kind of lost in translation a little bit when you talk about trying to recruit, and everybody is recruiting a lot of the same states, but if you never play there, you never have exposure there, how do you get guys from there and tell them your story if they don't ever see you up close and personal? So um, I think recruiting has a lot of... Uh, a lot of play in the in the quote-unquote balance scheduling that the big sky rolled out for the next three years interesting tacking points there from aaron best eastern washington head coach because it's true in the big sky conference you might not play a team well now this is the one schedule change that they made now you will play a team home and away every four years so they won't be these gaps where you don't go to california for example for years at a time or maybe you go to california for i mean i remember back 2014 montana state Played at Sac State, at UC Davis, had a bye, and then played at Cal Poly. So this was when I had first started uh, my own venture. And I had some friends down there, so decided to just invest. Got myself a plane ticket, went and lived in California for five weeks. And it was an awesome five weeks. It was one of the most uh, memorable parts of my uh, sports writing career. I had a ton of fun. I basically made my home base in Placerville, California, which is a super sweet little ag town. But I also remember thinking that was ridiculous because the Cats could basically just set up shop there as well. So they were going on recruiting visits to the Central Valley multiple times in the same month. And so it was great exposure for them. It helped them in California recruiting. So uh, an interesting point there uh, from Aaron Best. Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Before we get to Eric Berrier and Jack Settlebaugh, uh, two outstanding Eastern Washington players, Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, is in studio with me. And you've covered the league for a long time. You're a great evaluator of talent just in terms of when teams really are truly special or if they're just like a pretty good team. 
some of the Eastern teams we saw in the mid 2000s when Bo or mid 2010s, excuse me, uh, when Bo Baldwin was still there with guys like Cooper Cup, Samson Ebicom. Those are the only teams I remember that were better than some of the best Grizz teams that we've seen. Other than that, I mean, those are the two that have had like these multiple NFL guys, all that. I Every time I see Eastern now, it just seems like they're not quite as fearsome as they once were. Do you agree? I mean, what is your take on Eastern Washington and where they're at as a program right now? Well, yeah. I mean, the the just the talent across the board isn't the same. Like, when you were talking about those Cooper Cup teams. Yeah. Like, every wide receiver, like, went to the NFL. Oh, you, when you watch their wide receivers do drills, you're like, what the hell is this? This is a totally different level. Yeah. I mean, Ebicam, I mean, those guys are NFL starters, though, right? Like, they're not even just NFL guys. So right? is Ebicam. Like, he yeah, started, for, started for a while, like, is a huge dude that runs, like, what did he run? Like, a 4-5? He like, ran a 4-4 flat on his on his yeah. with a 40-inch vertical. Yeah. I mean, I remember he ran down, I want to say it was Jeremy Calhoun. Yeah. Had a play where he's like, running down the sideline, thought he had a touchdown. And he was playing opposite side of the field defensive end and ran him down. Um, and I was like, oof. Well, oh, he he had, if you asked me right now, if you said five seconds or less to think about it, give me the best defensive performance you ever saw in a playoff game, defensive performance. To me, it's not close. It's Samson Ebicom against Richmond in the quarterfinals of the playoffs his senior year. I think he had nine tackles, four tackles for loss, three sacks, a strip sack, forced fumble, and an interception. It was He just stuffed it. It was unbelievable. What a crazy athlete. But, right, they don't have – but that's the thing. It's not even saying that Eastern doesn't have those guys anymore. Those guys aren't even really in the league anymore. I mean, those guys were some of the best players that have come through the league in the last 10 years. Yeah, and so just across the board, it, it doesn't seem like they have, you know, as much. And really, I mean, since um, they haven't had the wide receivers – that they've, you know, been accustomed to. For sure. Since the Simba Webster, right? Right. Like, probably since him, like, who's their best wide receiver? Uh, this Lemu Jones kid they have now, he's, is pre- he's pretty good. Andrew yeah. Boston's pretty good. But, but none of those guys are Brandon but, Kaufman or Nick Edwards. Well, I mean, all, or, yeah, but I mean, like, all these other dudes, like, everybody knew who they were. For, and that, oh, and now we're not on that. Oh, Eastern Eastern had three guys that were first-team all-league wide receivers yeah. for, for three different cycles, really, because you had, like, the Aaron Boyce crew – then he had Kaufman and Greg Hurd and Nick Edwards. And then he had Cup and Hill and uh, Bourne. So, I mean, wide receiver you, to be sure. I mean, they put like six dudes in the pros. So, you're right. That part has regressed. But it's, to me, it just seems as if they're just the institutional momentum or lack thereof, the fact that um, the athletic department just seems to be really struggling. I just think all those things indicate just sort of a slip. And I'm, not, I'm still not saying that Eastern Washington is falling to the bottom of the league or that they're doomed. I just think that they're among the top of the a second tier of the league now rather than atop the top tier. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, and but that's why I think that there are going to be a couple surprise teams that might sure. you know, jump up and, and finish ahead of them. Who's your dark horse? Well, it's the same as you. I, I know. We, we talked about the this. same dark Portland horse. State. Portland State. I like Idaho State a little bit, too. Yeah. You can get a pretty good gauge in-person interviews with quarterbacks in particular just because you can tell how mature they are. Like when you're just having a one-on-one with a quarterback like I did with Tyler Vanderwall, Idaho State's quarterback uh, in Spokane, you can tell how mature they are. And he seems very mature, and I think that's a great uh, characteristic. Like we noticed that with Dalton Sneed right away. There's also, there's also like code answers to sure. questions where you can know. You can just – like I can go to – Especially in high school, at college they can like disguise it a little bit more. But I can go to a high school practice and not know anything about the team. And just based on how the players answer 
the questions, I can tell you if they're going to be a good team or not. Because it's true. You can. You can tell the vibe of the, of the whole locker room. Well, right? and a lot of times, like, you'll ask them, like, what do you see as a strength of, you know, the team this year? And a quarterback answering, if he goes, oh, man, I mean, we got so-and-so wide receiver. We got a good running back. You know, our offensive line is really solid. You know, so, so we're going to be pretty explosive on offense, blah, blah, blah. Teams that are not good say, like, Oh, well, we've just been working really hard. we got great team chemistry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. we're really close, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun year, like that kind of stuff. It's like teams that are actually really good right? point to the exact things that they are really well, good that's at. That's because quarterbacks, especially these young quarterbacks this day and age, they know when they got dudes. It's the classic, right? You ask Kevin Thompson, who do you guys like? I got Pierre Williams, and he laughs. When they laugh because they know that their dude is a dude, then you know that they have confidence in those. Did you see the the high school um, kid that I quote tweeted yesterday? No, tell me. About so it. it's this high school football player that I don't even know where it was exactly, but like a you know a TV reporter just sent out this interview of this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like this uh, linebacker or somebody, and he's like talking about um, the upcoming season, and he's like the reporter goes like, "Tell me about like the running backs," and he goes, "Oh, you know, so and so." Dog. This guy, <laughs> dog. Our third running back, I mean, he plays baseball, but he gets on He's a dog. Like, and he's just like, and he, and he went like that for like 45 seconds. But you know, like, that team is good. For sure. And those running backs are stacked because, like, you don't talk like that sure. unless you know that you have a good team. So you can, like, just based on how guys answer certain questions, it, it is true. You can kind of get a sense of if they really feel like they're going to be good or if they're, like, kind of unsure heading into the year. The quote behind the quote with Sean Rainey here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, up against it. So here's what we're going to do. We're take a little break, and then we're going to hear from Eric Berrier and Jack Settlebaugh, a couple Eastern Washington outstanding football players, as we continue to break down the Big Sky Conference here on ESPN Missoula. Keep it tuned right here, Nuanas Now. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Troy Anderson has yet another All-American honor, while Trace Tinkle and Tyler Hall have another shot at the NBA. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Anderson, a strapping 6'4", 245-pound senior from Dillon, was one of seven players from the Big Sky Conference who earned preseason first-team All-America honors for the Montana State Bobcats. The do-everything talent was a first-team All-Big Sky pick in 2019, a year after earning unanimous first-team All-League honors offensively after quarterbacking MSU to its first of two straight FCS playoffs appearances. Anderson was the only Big Sky player with Montana roots to earn a spot on the first team, but the Montana Grizzlies led all Big Sky teams with five of the 23 overall selections to the stats performed preseason list. Senior wide receiver Sammy Akim and senior linebacker Jace Lewis earned second team recognition. Junior returner Malik Flowers and senior long snapper Matt O'Donohue earned third team honors. Tickle, a former Missoula Hellgate star who went on to set Oregon State's career scoring record, has been added to the NBA Summer League roster for the Los Angeles Lakers. 
years. Tyler Hall, the all-time leading scorer in Montana State and Big Sky Conference history, has also been added to the Summer League roster. Hall for the New York Knicks. And finally, Missoula's Kylie Esch fired a final round 2-under-70 at Meadowlark Country Club in Great Falls to outlast Bozeman's Cameron Basie in the Montana Women's State Amateur Golf Championship over the weekend. Esch currently golfs at Montana. is now on ESPN Radio with special guest Sean Rainey. So this is who uh, Tommy and myself are going to go see on Saturday night. Cannot wait for this one, man. Very, very excited myself. So excited. (laughs) Sean has no idea who Wilco is or that this is Wilco or why you would ever go to a concert by Wilco or maybe anyone else in the whole world. (laughs) (laughs) It's Nuanas now. 1029 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana Television. I'm Colter Nuanez. Tommy Evans in the back on the board. Sean Rainey uh, in chair number three today as uh, he continues to blow my mind with his lack of ability of, uh, lack of music acumen, as it were. Do you know Take Me Down to the Paradise City, Sean? No. The grass is green, (laughs) the girls are... Come on! (laughs) At least that one meant Welcome to the Jungle? Yeah, I know that song. They played played at the Grizz football games. (laughs) Okay, that's a start, buddy. It's a start. Oh, my gosh. Well, Tommy, so I have to say this, though. I must admit that I've heard the praises of Wilco forever. Um, Several of my friends that have the best musical taste of anybody I know, yourself included, Tommy, but also Robert Chase, who's a good friend of mine and the program director here at The Trail, both love Wilco, love Jeff Tweedy. I am so largely unfamiliar with them, and I have no excuse why I don't know why. So tell me this, Tommy. What is my pre-concert routine here for the next several days? Should I go all in and just listen to nothing but Wilco while I drive around, or should I just immerse myself in the experience for Saturday night? I would go around and enjoy some Wilco. But first, go back to 1987 and start digging into Uncle Tupelo. Okay, tell me more. Okay, so Uncle Tupelo, uh, Jay Farrar, Jeff Tweedy um, were a part of Uncle Tupelo. Jeff Tweedy's the main uh, frontman of Wilco, and that was his thing. uh, I know Jeff Tweedy for sure. I mean, I'm familiar with the history of the band, sort of. I just, I don't know why I haven't listened to him as much as you think I probably should or would have. What's really fascinating about Jeff Tweedy and and specifically Uncle Tupelo is the more you listen to them, the more you realize... um, if you're a country person at all, you know some of these hits from Jeff Tweedy. You just don't know that they're Uncle Tupelo. I so see. he's this country western guy. Yeah. And what he melds into his music with Wilco and Nels Klein and the rest of the of, of the gang is so bizarre and weird. You know, what's beautiful and 
to me, really iconic about Wilco, what turns many people off is that, you know, you can watch all five or six members up there on the stage playing. If you pay attention to their instrument or what they're singing, it could seem like they're playing and singing five different songs at once from five different genres. If you can zoom out and get in on that, it's this collective uh, adhesive sort of thing that is incomparable. No other band's doing work like that. So start in the 80s, Uncle Tupelo, and go from there. Okay. Well, I'm very excited for Wilco. I've heard nothing but phenomenal feedback in terms of the, their overall reputation, particularly as a live band. And uh, oh, oh yeah, without a doubt. And and you know, you and I talked about this yesterday. But I mean, as a Dave Matthews fan, sure, it, this is just right up your alley, man. Okay, okay. Hey well, Tom, I'll listen to Uncle Tupelo once you watch The Departed. <laughs> Let me tell you something about The Departed. Oh man, one of the best movies. I didn't realize it was a Scorsese movie. Did you first watch and it? Foremost. I watched it twice. It's so good. I told you. It's. I so, told you. It's a like. It's my favorite. It was like my favorite movie. It's all about Martin Sheen for me. That guy is just so nuts. He's fried in every single thing he's doing in every movie, and he just shines in that film. Great film, Sean. Thank you for the recommendation. Oh, finally. 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 It's only, it only took like six months. <laughs> hey, man, my movie to watch list is down under 200 now, thanks to you. Well, that's good. I'm so glad, this is great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. A uh, couple things here. Sean Rady in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. Uh, I completely forgot to tease this at the beginning of the show, and it's the feature piece of the show. Five o'clock, so about 25 minutes from now, Craig Haley, who's the... Uh, senior editor, uh, head FCS analyst at Stats Perform will join us. And uh, Craig has covered the FCS at a national level for longer than anybody that does that job. There's only a few guys that cover the FCS as a whole, and Craig Haley has done it as thoroughly and as uh, long as anybody in the business. So uh, Craig will join us to talk some of the outlook for both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats, some of the best storylines of the Big Sky Conference, uh, the recently released preseason All-American list, as well as the Walter Payton Award watch list, and uh, much more. So that'll be the feature of our ESPN roundtable. Before we get into talking some NBA free agency, I want to finish this conversation about um, Eastern Washington and the Big Sky Conference. And Sean, I want to run this thought by you, this, this sort of trend by you. We see trends in college sports all the time. And they're particularly prevalent within the scope of a league. When one program sort of gets out in front in a certain way, it seems that everybody in the league either tries to copy them or do the opposite, right? So we're not going to go through the whole history of the Big Sky Conference, but the Big Sky is a wide-open offensive league in the 80s and 90s. The Grizz won a national championship doing that. Boise State does too. And then it sort of shifts because of the Grizz shift, and they become a defensive-minded team all through the 2000s. A lot of teams tried to go that path, namely Weber State. But then Eastern Washington took the reins of the Big Sky by throwing it all over the yard. Then Montana State and several other schools in the league tried to copy that. But now the league is back to being a defensive league, I would say. I think that to win the league, I think the three elite teams in the league are elite because of their defense, not because of their offense. So what do you think of just that premise? Because that's the other reason why I think Eastern Washington has regressed a little bit. They still do try to win in the same fashion, but their offensive skill players aren't as good and they're still not very good on defense either. I think it's I think it's more coaching. I mean, and that's the thing, and that's not a slight even to Aaron Best. Bo Baldwin's just one of the best coaches in the history of the Big Sky Conference, right? I mean, he has a national championship, so it's hard to say that he's not. But I mean, I just I think it's more coaching and you kind of have your identity and you have it kind of rolling and it it just it changes when you know, you have coaching changes, like sure. just things change and it's For hard sure. to like Keep it 
keep it rolling when you you know switch up the guy who's in charge. And well, and the play callers too. I mean, Eastern has had some tremendously talented play callers. I mean, when you have Troy Taylor go from Eastern to the offensive coordinator at Utah to then the head coach at Sac State, you have Jeff Schmidting, the defensive coordinator, go to Boise State. You have Bodie Reeder go to Oklahoma State. I mean, you got guys going to the Power Five. So the, the, the loss of the assistance has been uh, just as detrimental. Exactly. And we're kind of seeing it. I mean, because when, whenever a coach takes over, it's going to take a few years because you're always you're going to kind of have the, you know those those leftover guys and sometimes you're still going to have success right away for a couple of years if you're sure. taking over a really good situation. Well, I mean, they took he took over a squad that had 28 seniors and then also the last of the Baldwin quarterback recruits. That's what Best did 2019 when they went to the championship game. Yeah. That was the la- like the last big core of the Baldwin guys, and then Barry is sort of the last remaining period Baldwin guy. But then once you start recruiting your own guys, and not that like your own guys are worse or better, but they're just different to what has already been established and what was already done, right? Sure. And so once you start recruiting your own guys and things, you start implementing little differences year in, year out, and things just kind of change. And it's just hard to, once you're taking over a very like successful and established program, Yep to sometimes make those changes yeah. and stay successful. Cause a lot of times like that style and that fit worked at that certain place in the big sky for a reason. And yeah. each school has such different parameters that they work with yeah. in the big sky. And so like, you know, like Eastern is always like Eastern's never going to be like the physical team that like runs it down your throat. Sure. Just because of like where they're located, what they're, school situation is like the type of athletes that they can get like there's a reason why they got so many receivers all the time for sure like there's a reason why montana is has the blue collar mentality and there's sure. a reason why like coach Stitt didn't work here in my opinion and for it's sure. all because of where you're at and the style and the fit and if you find the right coach who has that that fits that place like a jeff choate you're going to have success and it's hard to do that with different guys it's an excellent point it's a point well taken as well and that's the thing you talk about the continuity Bo Baldwin did take over for Paul Wolf, but Bo Baldwin was Paul Wolf's offensive coordinator for six years before that, too. So Bo Baldwin was the only guy that coached quarterbacks in Eastern Washington from, what, 2002 to 2016? So that's pretty great continuity. And then when you can go handpick your guy, because you can just say, hey, my last five quarterbacks have won Big Sky MVP and been finalists for the Peyton, and four of them won the Peyton. When you can use that in recruiting, you're just going to get... Vernon Adams to replace Bo Levi Mitchell and then Gage Gubru to replace Vernon Adams. And then the guy we're going to hear from right now, Eric Berrier, to replace Gage Gubru. Eric Berrier, the Offensive Player of the Year, the preseason Offensive Player of the Year in the Big Sky Conference, as well as the Offensive Player of the Year during the spring season. Runner-up for the Walter Payton Award in the spring as well. And uh, he's on the Walter Payton Award watch list, one of four guys from the Big Sky on the watch list. Craig Haley from Stats Perform will join us at 5 o'clock to talk about that watch list. Josh Davis, Weber State running back, Elijah Dotson, Sacramento State running back, and Sammy Akim, Montana running back, all on that list. But the guy who's probably the front runner out of this conference for the Walter Payton Award, it's Eric Berrier. He's also joined by Jack Settlebach, a senior linebacker for Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington's players 
from the Big Sky kickoff last week in Spokane. So first of all, what's it feel like being at this event? Is this sort of uh, sparking the excitement for this upcoming season? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's, it's nice to see the other guys around the league and have everyone back playing a full form, but uh, to put a face to a name, you know, it's definitely different, but when you play, it'll be a lot more fun. And Eric, yeah, you're obviously one of the stars of this event, being the Offensive Preseason Player of the Year, so when you heard that honor, what'd you think? Uh, I was... I was thankful. Uh, just a, it's just an honor. So I just got to go out there and prove it. But very thankful for the honor. From a uh, quarterback perspective, more reps is always a good thing, right? So I'm sure you were personally were very uh, excited and probably benefited from playing in the spring. But what what sort of things did you work on? How do you think you improved? Um, I think from what I worked on, just like um, staying in the pocket a little bit, just using my feet, uh, like just using my feet a little bit when I have to, and just finding guys uh, that's open, taking what the defense will give me. So like that spring, it just it helped out a lot because also uh, building a um, better relationship with my OC too and with the receivers and stuff like that. And Jack, obviously one of the biggest worries when you're playing in the front seven or in the run game or whatever is maintaining physical strength, maintaining the, you know, staying healthy. So how you feeling coming out of the spring and, and uh, do you still feel fresh enough going into the fall? Yeah, I think I, I feel pretty fresh. I think the, the defense and team as a whole feels pretty fresh. I think surprisingly we thought we were going to be a little, we were going to be a little more sore going into it. But, um, you know, after a few weeks and, you know, a month or so out of it, like you, you feel better than you expect. And obviously the, the coaching staff has been smart about it. You know, they, they understand like the whole circumstance. So um, we feel way better than we thought we were going to. Eric, you're sitting two doors down from one of the guys that brought you to Eastern Washington. So what's that experience like seeing Coach Baldwin again? Uh, it's, it's great. Um, I know I talked to him for a little bit last night, but it's definitely great just seeing him because I feel like we personally didn't get to, you know, jail like that just because his, his time was short when I got there. But uh, grateful for everything. Grateful that he brought me to Eastern and it paid out really well. It's been an interesting evolution for both you guys with the fact when Coach Baldwin left, but then the run you guys went on to the national championship game. So what do you think of this upcoming season and how much does sort of the past motivate you? you guys feel like you have unfinished business and trying to get over the top and win a national championship? Yeah, it's definitely unfinished business because um, half the, the majority of the guys that played uh, in that championship, but some of them left, but half of them are still here too, and a lot of them was young too. So I think we know we have a good shot this year. We got a lot of guys returning too, so we're just trying to uh, go out there and finish. What does it take to maintain that standard? Because that's always been the most, I mean, the last 10, 12 years, I mean, that's been sort of the most impressive part about Eastern Washington is the consistent success. So what does it take mentally to maintain that standard? Like, obviously, looking back, you got to, like, every year is a new year, and you got to be accountable to what you did uh, for the previous year. Um, and, and I think a big thing is just not getting wrapped up on what you have done. Um, you know, you think about the early 2010s, like, that's where the run kind of started. Um, and, you know, you obviously you learn from those, but, uh, you know, you go in each year acting like you're the underdog every single time. Where do you think Eastern Washington fits into this league this year, then? Yeah, I mean, you guys are obviously chasing the conference championship again like you always do. But, I mean, what do you think of just the landscape of the league? Uh, it's definitely – I personally think it's one of the top uh, leagues in all of FCS. Like, obviously you got your Missouri Valley, but I think us in Missouri Valley is neck and neck because you got Weber State that's uh, been to the semifinals. You got Montana State, Montana. That's all been there before you got us. So it's teams that's just stepped up. Uh, teams that's been there before, we just all just got to get over the hump now. It's just, it's just the deepest you've seen in the league? 
I mean, yeah, I mean, most of the time I hear that we always got good teams, and, you know, it's funny because we always just kind of beat up on each other by the time the playoffs roll around, but we always got three, four, five people in the top 25. Um, but, you know, it, it's nothing new seeing this many good teams in the preseason poll. So there you go, Eric Berry, Jack Settlebach from Eastern Washington. We will continue our Big Sky kickoff series with interviews that we collected in Spokane during media days. And uh, it was fun seeing everybody in person, fun actually going to a media day. I'm going to media day at Montana State tomorrow as well. So we'll be doing this show, Nuanas Now, 102.90 ESPN Missoula, live from Bozeman. So that'll be fun uh, tomorrow as well. NBA free agency is going off, and we got free wings for you. Keep it right here, Nuanas Now. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Cannot wait for Guns N' Roses. The, the, the reason I'm laughing so hard is threefold. One, if, you can, if you're watching on TV, you see I'm wearing our U1045 uh, promotional sunglasses. They're actually mine, but that's they're, fine. They're Tommy's. Uh, I was trying to put on my Twisted T hat, but it doesn't fit my head without my headphones. I put my headphones on. It ain't any good. But regardless, this is just a taste of all the swag that we have for you if you come hang out with us next Friday. Uh, we will be down at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot all afternoon leading up to Guns N' Roses. And then I'll be broadcasting this show from 4 to 6 from right there remotely as well. And uh, then we will be a part of one of the great big parties in Missoula in quite some time. This is a factual number. This is not exaggerated for show business. Okay. We have 100,000 stickers. <laughs> we have 100,000 stickers. So you better well, come on down with your Nalgene yeah, bottle, you're people. Getting, you're getting 10 for <laughs> sure. You don't know anything about Guns N' Roses either, huh? You've heard this song. I know. Yeah, I know a lot of their music. I just okay. can't tell you a name. <laughs> Sean Rainey, the music master in studio with me, Golther Duanez. <laughs> Time out for a wing it Wednesday. We're not doing trivia this week. Uh, we're just going to take some calls or some texts. Third person to get a hold of us, 888 That's 888 Call us or text us right now. Number three, three person. I got 12 wings for the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. Desperado, the best wings in the city of Missoula. And uh, that's voted by you, the Missoula Best of Missoula voting public, for more than a decade straight. We had some the other day, Tommy and I did, man. Garlic parm, Maui Wowie, a little spicy teriyaki. Whew. 
top it off with some fries. Are you a wings guy? Have you are you a Despo guy? We oh yeah. Have, oh yeah. Okay. Garlic good. garlic parmesan. That's your go-to. They're, they're my go-to because I tried those the other day. Man, those were I those like were them because yeah, because they got the flavor, but they're also a little spicy too. A little spicy. They do yeah. have a little hot sauce on so, there. But do you go blue cheese or ranch? I do both. Okay. And do you do you actually eat the carrots and celery? Oh, I always eat the carrots. Okay. And yeah, celery. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. That's that's. Half. Tommy, what about you? Blue cheese or ranch? Blue cheese. Is the most pointless thing oh to exist on this planet <laughs> other than Creed. Take all the blue cheese and throw it in the garbage. Oh, I love blue cheese. Sean, blue you cheese get weirder and weirder every time you're oh, on the show. Man. Blue cheese is so good. 406-888-1029. You can go try the blue cheese and the ranch dressing that comes with the best wings in Missoula from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Give us a call. Shoot us a text right now. Number three. Engagement, we'll call it. Call or text number three to get in touch with us. We got a dozen wings, Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Likely the worst named food product ever, blue cheese. <laughs> Can we at least do better there? <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> uh, Tommy, you're killing me today. Uh, Rainy, a um, couple pieces, brief pieces of news from earlier this week. Uh, a couple of the best track athletes from the state of Montana on the move, both going to Montana State. Shelby Schwain, who spent a couple years as a Lady Grizz basketball player, is now going to run track at MSU. Not as weird as it seems. You might say, wow, how is Shannon Kate's daughter going to Montana State? Well, Brian Schwain actually was a Bobcat once upon a time before being the track coach at Montana for 12 years. But Shelby Schwain is a great track athlete. Angelica Street from Columbia Falls is also transferring from Texas A&M, where she spent just one year, to Montana State as well. She is the all-class record holder in the Javelin in the history of the state of Montana and uh, was what amounts to like a four-star recruit coming out of high school. I mean, she was getting recruited by everybody. I mean, throwing 160-plus any state in the country, you are definitely going to be one of the top recruits. But I I was just thinking about her and how spectacular she was to watch in high school because she would just win these meets by 30 or 40 feet. But it got me thinking about some of the best athletes I've seen in the the high school ranks – over the last calendar year, but I wanted to ask you, you you covered a fair amount of high school sports. Don't have to think about it too hard. Who, oh, who, my goodness. Who jumps to your mind, though? Because there's been some really good guys here the last year or so. Oh, I mean, Put me on the spot. I mean, Jace Kluswich has to be one of them because Kluswich was so smooth and dangerous in football. Then he also balled out at state track. He's going to the Grizz. I mean, that's that well, was definitely one that popped I mean, in Raleigh, my head. Raleigh Wooster recently. From a couple years ago, for sure. He's obviously, like, the best basketball player in the state, but also, like, one of the best quarterbacks in the yeah. state, too. Um, I mean, right now Zach Cruz is a pretty Zach Cruz is a really athlete. good one. Yep. Um. Oh boy. Um. Yeah, we we were at Marty Morningwag's camp the other week, and uh, we can't tell you all the details of the story. By the way, if you want Despo wings, triple eight one zero two nine. That's four zero six eight 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 one zero two nine. Call us or text us your chance to win Desperado wings. Marty Morningwag's camp, though, it completes with uh, basically a competition. We won't give you all the details, but where the quarterbacks throw balls at garbage cans from anywhere between 40 and 50 yards away. Well, Cruz being the competitor that he is, I mean, this is a guy that basically went out and won the um, high jump at state track without really even doing the event this year. That's how competitive he is. But he showed it again, throws a ringer right in the right in the bucket, and uh, I thought that was just indicative of what kind of athlete he was. By the way, I meant to ask you about that. To parlay off of this best high school athlete question, I was impressed with – some of the quarterbacks that were at Marty Morningwake's camp. What did you think of some of those guys? Because I thought there was like three or four guys that looked like real deal, like college level prospects. Yeah, like 
I mean, Caden Hewitt looked pretty good. He looked good, yeah. He's got really good footwork. Sure. Kind of has like a three-quarter arm delivery. A little it's bit. It's not like an over-the-top, kind of a quick little little sling. Um, the kid from Great Falls, Reed Harris, is just uh, like a really good-looking athlete. Uh, um, yeah, I, that was the first thing I thought to myself was, wow, that guy's going to be a great outside linebacker for the Grizz or the Bobcats somewhere, Yeah, he's right? a big big dude. Yeah. Um, the, the kid from Sydney uh, Nacious was... Uh, Slinging the it kid from Mission, too. yeah, yeah I Mission thought kid, I yeah. thought so too. Um, he was slinging around the lefty bit. from Billings West, Isaiah Clouch. Do I got that right? He's a he's a good Clouch, athlete too. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was uh, pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Cruz Cruz is not going to play quarterback at the at the college level. No, he's a defensive end or a tight end or an outside linebacker. I mean, something that he, where he can be physical, but it shows you how athletic he is, though that he's going toe to toe with. I mean, Caden Hewitt is a D one quarterback. He's coming to Montana on a on a scholarship, so. Uh, the fact that Cruz was dueling with a guy like that is pretty, pretty fun, pretty impressive. Yeah, it was cool. It's always, and it's always just kind of interesting to see those guys without pads on showing sure. it around. Sure. You know, because it's just a little bit different. You get to see like some of them too, though. Like you're like, oh wow, he's a little bit smaller or a little bit bigger than I thought. Yes. Than when you're not wearing pads. Nuwana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana in studio with me. Craig Haley, he'll join us. He's the senior editor, Stats Perform FCS, one of the top national coverage guys. We're talking Walter Payton Award watch list, All-Americans, Big Sky Conference, Bobcats, Grizzlies, everything in between. Keep it right here. Nuanas now. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home it's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 